People like to shit on Oklahoma. Our neighbor in national laughingstock Texas likes to treat us like a sort of annoying younger brother, at least until they're dry and hitting you up on Reddit to buy them weed. And the remaining 48 tend to treat us as flyover country, a kooky desert hellscape with high winds, college football, and a crippling dual addiction to methamphetamine and Dr. Pepper. I can personally vouch that I went years at a stretch without so much as thinking of this state before I ever moved here, and that people are still stunned to find out that I did. You're moving to Oklahoma on purpose? But we are good at cannabis. We're so good at weed, in fact, a lot of people will tell you that our medical system is actually the best in the nation. A flawed but beautiful little walled garden that takes surprisingly good care of patients for a state ranked 48th overall in healthcare. I'm Evan, and this is the Bongloads and Bullshit Shit List, your weekly look into topics that entertain, inform, or annoy. This week, I'm going to bat for the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Program, giving you five reasons that it's quite a bit better than people, and especially people from outside of the state, might think. That is, of course, if you can enjoy Oklahoma Medical Marijuana with an Oklahoma Medical Marijuana card. Sorry about that, 99% of Texas. One, you can enjoy it in pretty much any way you want. If you've seen the 1987 horror classic Predator, you might recall a scene in which two homesick soldiers in a sweltering jungle talk about their lives back in the U.S. One of the characters, Bubba, misses the shrimp his area of the country is famous for and begins listing all the ways it can be eaten. Pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp, coconut shrimp, pepper shrimp, shrimp soup, and so on. So in some ways, weed is really close to the shrimp in Apocalypse Now. And while I won't list all my favorite ways to consume it, I will say it's the only medication I know of that can be smoked, swallowed, or placed into a modified leaf blower and used to get an entire damn convention hall high. What sucks is some states that profess to have medical programs also have laws that limit cannabis's medical versatility. Take Georgia, a state whose program we're gonna be making fun of a few times before this is over. Their law only allows for something called low THC oil, which from my research sounds closer to a CBD oil that might also get you a teensy bit high. And please correct me if I'm wrong on that in the comments. I'm sure it's helpful for children and people suffering certain medical ailments as well as those who legitimately just don't have much of a tolerance. But it sucks for pretty much anyone else who doesn't want to drink a gallon of that shit to feel a buzz. As an aside, the law says you have to be a Georgia resident for a whole year before you can apply for their version of a weed card. But that's okay, I think I can chill here. Now other states allow you to have some kind of cannabis, but not others. In New Jersey, for instance, you can basically get whatever you want, but the law specifically bans, and I quote here, any cannabis product resembling food. That means no gummies, no chocolates, and for cannabis users like me, no fun. Two, high tolerance users don't get fucked over. The more weed you consume, the more you tend to need around. Right now, as an advanced edible user, for instance, I can tell you that 75% of products you can find on a dispo shelf are simply too low dose for me. I can take something that costs $40 and is intended for a new card holder to enjoy over a week or a month and take it down myself in one bite. And it's really the same thing if you smoke a lot or you dab a lot or whatever. That same eighth of weed that looks like a ton to a new user or a shitty policymaker may just look like lunch to me or you. 
In all, that's why it's pretty damn cool to live in Oklahoma if you are a licensed pothead. By our state's rules, medical patients can have three ounces of weed on their person at any given time, eight ounces of weed at home, up to an ounce of concentrates, and up to 72 ounces of edibles, which is apparently an odd loophole in the language of the law that effectively means you can have unlimited edibles. No matter how you smoke, that's an absolute shitload of weed, though you could say the ounce of concentrates is maybe a little low, admittedly. And the big thing there, if you're like me, and I know I am, are those gigantic edible limits. Because believe me, in other states, including states with great weed programs overall, they can be a lot lower. Take, for instance, Colorado's scene. Now, before you crack your knuckles and start writing me an angry comment, I'll scan it best. I do appreciate the Coors Light State's medical program, both in its current shape and in terms of its massive historical role. But if I want to grow my dreads out and start following the string cheese incident around or whatever the fuck it is they get up to out there, I'm only allowed to purchase and carry 800 milligrams of edibles by law, meaning I'll have to take multiple dispo trips a day just to get by if I do go there. Yeah, it's daylight behind me now. Deal with it. Uh, then there are states like Louisiana, which make even lamer laws. Their so-called Therapeutic Marijuana Act allows patients to buy no more than 2.5 ounces every two weeks. Now, I'm not trying to shit on either of these states, and something is typically better than nothing, unless you're in Georgia, and then fuck that, seriously. But there is something magical about being able to carry a personal stash that'd get you multiple distribution charges in another state. And on that note, Indiana can suck my balls. Trace. It's way cheaper to get medicated here than in most places. I was stealing content for the show and or having a discussion on Reddit about the states with the worst weed laws the other day. On there, a guy told me that Oklahoma's system is ruining stuff for other medical states, which gave me perhaps the biggest fuck you got mine moment of my entire medical marijuana career. You see, cannabis is cheap in Oklahoma. Dirt ass, bargain bin, take it free because it's been in the warmer for six hours cheap. It's incredibly hard to find consistent state-by-state -state numbers, but when you figure taxes and everything into the mix, we've got to be up there with Oregon in terms of straight cannabis pricing. It's also hard to find points of comparison because every state's system is different. But get this, in Washington, a state that doesn't differentiate between medical and recreational users, the excise tax is 37%. A quick look at post-tax prices on dispensary websites seem to indicate their prices are only marginally higher than ours, but think about how much lower they'd be if the government wasn't getting damn near half all over again. Other states have laws and taxes that combine to really fuck you in the wallet. Until recently, Illinois only allowed something like 21 growers for the whole state, and their tax system is absolutely fucked, go figure. Depending on whether you're a medical or recreational buyer and the potency of what you're buying, you can expect to pay a tax rate between roughly 20 and 35%. So if you want to do the quick math, that basically means you're fucked out of the gate when it comes to consuming cannabis in Illinois. 21 growers to serve an entire recreational market and in a state that houses Chicago, a city with over half the population of Oklahoma, creates crazy scarcity. In turn, that means you're going to pay $50 or more pre-tax for an eight. Now add in that 19 to 35% tax and boom, that's a fucking $70 plus eighth you're staring at. And don't even get me started on the edibles, which are so fucking ridiculous I could probably put all of Scott's tots through college on my yearly spend. You see that right, almost 40 fucking dollars after tax for 100 milligrams. I used to drive over an hour for the privilege to pay that much, and today I can walk around the corner and pay 50 to $100 for eight times that. That's literally 50 to $100 for an entire ounce. That's why the guy said we're ruining other medical systems out here in Oklahoma. Our shit's so cheap and plentiful that people are coming out here in droves and buying oaky weed instead, be it through medical reciprocity programs or the black market. 4. 
the barriers to entry were super low. Okay, so this one's a little complicated. For many, many years there, Oklahoma was the place for broke bitches with big cannabis dreams to end up. For around $2,500, basically any asshole off the street could walk in, get a license, and start providing some combination of growing, selling, and processing to patients in the industry. Today, things are getting ready to be a little different. Beginning in August, the state's going to stop issuing grower, dispensary, and processor licenses for two years. This is mostly due to the insane shitload of weed businesses flooding the market out here. Now obviously this kind of system has problems of its own and you can look on Facebook or Reddit or anywhere and find hundreds of people complaining about how unfair the business side of the industry is. But as a patient who loved to watch these businesses basically cut each other's throats to gain my weed dollar, it does kind of suck to see this moratorium go into effect from a selfish perspective. It's not clear whether license holders that wish to exit the market can sell to new businesses that want to enter it, but I'm definitely hoping that's the case. And again, please let me know if I'm wrong in the comments. But none of this means that Oklahoma is screwed by any means. Most towns around here are still going to have 5 to 15 more dispensaries than they do Starbucks. And there are still countless processors on the back end making great stuff, great growers doing their thing, shout out to Native Veteran by the way, and so on. Let's go back to Illinois for a minute to see what the inverse of this looks like. In that state, getting an additional 61 growers licenses to go with the initial 20-some required a protracted legal battle. And a license, if you can get one from the ultra-competitive market, requires a cool, non-refundable $100,000 payment. This to the most politically corrupt state in the history of the US. How's that song go? Things that make you go, hmm? Turning back to Oklahoma, again, licenses here are cheap as fuck. And if my research is correct, they're unlimited until that August 1st deadline. That's probably not enough time to get started from scratch between now and when the moratorium starts, but we could also lose 8,000 growers in that two-year period and still have like a thousand more than Illinois. And in the end, that means stiffer competition, more incentive for the dispensaries to do right by their patients instead of charging whatever the fuck they want because dispensary licenses are so limited, and a way more patient-friendly atmosphere than any state charging six figures to get in the door is going to offer. I'd much rather give my money to a mom-and-pop shop than some bullshit enterprise the size of Cresco, but whatever you prefer, Oklahoma gives you the option to shop both. 5. The Ability to Grow Your Own Cannabis it floored me to learn that there are more than a couple medical, or air quote, medical, states that don't allow patients to grow their own weed. There are joke programs like Georgia, obviously, which don't outline any official way for people to make their own low THC cannabis oil, but beyond that, there are some names that might really surprise you on the list here. One that might not surprise you is Utah. They have some really shitty weed laws in general, like a 350 a gram excise tax for fucking medicine. There, patients can't grow at all unless they live 100 miles from the nearest dispensary. In Florida, meanwhile, it's just illegal. You can go to America's humid nutsack and smoke dispo weed with Mickey all you want, but if you get caught growing your own, that's a felony. It's the same story in New Jersey, where it's considered a serious crime for even patients to grow. Then there's the great state of Oklahoma. Here, patients can own up to six flowering plants and six seedlings for a total of 12 overall. And to be clear, that's a shitload of weed. If you're even halfway decent at growing, you won't need nearly six plants, let alone 12, to get to your household limit of 11 ounces. It's a really great thing for hobbyists, gardeners, and people who like to produce fun stuff at home like edibles and concentrates. I'm Evan, and this has been the Bongloads and Bullshit Shitlist. Thanks a ton for listening, and since you did make it all the way to the end, why don't you go ahead and hit the goddamn subscribe button? If you've got an idea for a shitlist of your own, you can hit us up here in the comments or on IG, at BS. Please do not forget, you can hire me, I'm extremely unethical, and I love free weed. Get at me.